I'm just to get back into the sugya. We were speaking yesterday about the concept of Karbanas. We saw that there are a number of different approaches of the Rishonim to Karbanas. So we just began seeing inside the approach the Kuzari takes to Karbanas. Just to repeat the main point outside, which is going to say himself. And that is, it's true that the Karbanas are called Lachmi, Karbani, Lachmi, the Isha, Hashem says it's my food, so to speak, my bread. But uh, the understanding is that uh, just like human food is what keeps the person alive, and that doesn't mean it keeps the neshama alive, it means it keeps the body alive. The neshama is alive either way around. What's needed to keep the body alive means is what's needed to keep the neshama in the body. And Hashem is set up in such a way that a person needs something physical to keep the physical body alive. That's a person's food. In the same sense, the Karbanas are called Hashem's food because the relationship between HaKadosh Baruch and this world is compared to the relationship between the body and the Neshama. And therefore, in order to keep the Shekhin in this world, we need something to from this world to maintain that connection. And if we explain, that's the Karbanas. That's why it's called the food, which is there not because Hashem needs it, it's there because the world needs it. So the first, because I started by explaining the concept of the Ishai, which means it's there specifically to maintained to keep the fire in the Mizbeach burning. And like we saw, what was one of the three Mekoyimus of the Gideon Yishkina in the Beis HaMikdash. There was a Gideon Yishkina of the Arnakodesh, there was a Gideon Yishkina of the Menorah, and there was a Gideon Yishkina of the fire in the Mizbeach. Why was it three times? And therefore the Avoida of the, the Avoida of the Mizbeach was the way of what we had to do in order to maintain the Shekhinah's presence, which was symbolized by the divine fire, the Eish, which is Yerim Neshamayim, which ate the Karbonis. Fine, so that's what we saw last time. This is a carry inside. We're holding in Maimar Hashani about a paragraph into Ois Chavav. And we saw, and therefore it says, based on our Avoidah, so that the king, which means the Shekhinah, can be Chal, can rest on it, and now he explains, what does it mean Hashem rests on it? Chol gedula v'loi chol makam. What it means Hashem rests on it is not because it's the place Hashem is resting on, it's not the makam, it's rather it's the gedula. In other words, it's the, what we've done in order to create the necessary, uh, so to speak, physical uh, level, or we've elevated the physical level such that now HaKadosh Baruch Hu can be chalde. So that's the first thing which the Chuzari says. Is there to maintain the Shekhinah, and now he's going to recall the Mahalach of the Nefesh Shachayim. We saw us that the Gazari is going to say something very similar, so we're going to see how he's going to explain the same idea. And he says, the Shrum Demion, if you have to give an example for this, to the idea of the Shekhinah, what he calls the Inyan Ha'ilaiki, the man, what comes from Hashem, is, how the Nefesh Ha'amadabaris, which means the Neshama, can reside within a physical body. Now, when does that happen? When the body is healthy, its tvav, its nature is, is nishtav, is in balance, and all its koichas are prepared in such a way, what he calls the sayla nachon, so that the inyan yosin nailam inyan abahemus, in a way which is more than animals, and if that's the case, the person is then prepared to receive uh, a spiritual, so to speak, uh, neshama, because he's prepared himself, what to use the terminology we spoke about in Kabbalah and in the Shachayim, he's prepared himself as a kli, as something which is able to makabal, is able to receive, and therefore 
that can receive the the neshama of Hashem from Hashem. Now, it's not just a matter of the difference between people and animals or what he's talking about. The emphasis is the kind of neshama a person receives or the level of the neshama a person receives will depend on how ready he is to receive it. And therefore, the more a person prepares himself or, has, let's say, makes himself able to receive ruchnias, the higher the level of the neshama that he's going to receive. Even that's also true, but even within the neshama everybody has, there's a question of how much of it is he able to be, is he able to, so to speak, connect to. In other words, a person has a neshama, it could be, we said that it resides above a person, and the connection of the neshama to the body, we mentioned from the Zara a few times, is like the connection of a person to a shoe. And the body is called the na, the shoe of the neshama, which means if you're going to say, are you inside your shoes? Yes. Technically, your shoe is covering you. But how much of you? It's covering just the very smallest extremity of the person, just the lowest part of it. So yes, the relationship of the neshama to the body is the relationship of a person to his shoe, which means there is a chalik of the neshama inside a person, a very, very minimal amount. It's the very lowest extreme of the neshama, which is inside the person. But having said that, even if that's the case, the greater a person is, the more he can receive of his neshama. Right. And therefore, it, it's, it's, that's what's meant to happen. It's right, it's proper, it's correct, that the seichel of the melech, which means, again, another terminology for the neshama, from what the, the, the seichel, which comes from Hashem, should be in a person. He needs it. The Hori said to teach him, or the to keep him straight, or the and to connect him. So, of course, HaKadosh Baruch wants the neshama to come into a person, except what it needs is that the person's body is in a way which is able to receive ruchnas, able to receive the neshama. When the, the nature of the person's body is lost, which means he's going to die, then he probably made it, the neshama will leave him. Now, why will that happen? So the Qazari is going to say what we said also, Nebuchadnezzar says in his words, right? It will appear to the ksil, to the fool, to the person who doesn't understand. It will appear to the fool that, that the, it's the seichel, it's the neshama which needs the food, the drink, or whatever the person breathes, he smells. Because he sees if a person eats, he has neshama, he keeps his neshama. A person doesn't eat for long enough, he loses his neshama. So the seichel, the ksil, the person doesn't understand things, so I'm eating in order to, to help my neshama. And, that's not true. It's exactly the other way around. Once a person is ready inside himself and prepared to recover from Hashem, it won't be taken away from him. Hashem will bestow on him understanding, whatever it's going to be. But when the person's body is loses its equilibrium or its health, then no the body is no longer right to makabel it or and he made it as a result he gets lost because he isn't able to receive ruchnis. And therefore, in his words, he's saying what we said in Nefesh if the person doesn't eat, the body is going to get lost. And that happens. It's not the neshama which will die. The neshama is always alive. It's the body which dies because it's no longer is able to connect to the neshama. So a person is eating for his body. Not, and now he's going to use the same thing to explain the korbanis. 
Ruchnius or the Shechina is something above anything happening which will cause it a loss. It's not something which is going to change based on what we do over here. So what's the point of the Korbanus? Everything which is done the Mikdash. The Avoida, the Korbanus, the Kotaris, the Shira of the Levim, which was done with the per- per- correct Kedusha and Tyra, which was necessary for the Avoida's Besa Mikdash. Add Shinamu, if you can say about them, it's Avoida's Hashem, or Lechem Elekecho, the words the Torah uses, it's, it's what's used for Hashem, it's His food, so to speak. Akol Kinu Lirtsoinai, Beseder Hatsoi, Vumavakonim. It means what Hashem wants there to be for the properties, for the nature of this world to be correct, to be set up in such a way that now He's able to, send it, to bring a Shinna down. And therefore, what Hashem now gives the Karim, their portion of the, of the Karbanas, is given to them as an honor for their avoda that they do in serving Him. Obviously, Hashem doesn't get any pleasure or doesn't get anything from what they're eating or drinking. It's not that He's taking something from the Karbanas. The Karim, what they eat, it's, to keep, it's for themselves. And therefore, He says, another marshal, just like when a person eats food, the part of the body which first gets the food and digests it, it's called the stomach, the liver, whatever it is, which is the digestive system in the person which takes the food. And what does it do? The nutrients which are taken out of the food will go to his heart or other parts of the body. It will go to his ruach, which means his mind. So the food he eats is giving nutrients or giving kayak to his heart, to his mind, to the other parts of his body. It's not that the food's going there. The food's not going to the digestive tract. But what, whatever's extracted from the food and is needed to keep the body alive, it gets taken from it. And as a result, now that the heart and the, the main organs of the person's body have gotten sustained, they're going to give chios to everything else through the circulation system. They're going to send that, that energy or those nutrients to around the body. And that's the way the system is set up. So you don't just, the, what the Gazara wants to say is the same thing. A virus based Mikdash wasn't there for Hashem. It was there to set up things in such a way that now it's a system which is able to makabal from Hashem. The whole physical system of the body is there so it works well in order to be makabal to accept, so to speak, instruction or direction from the Nisham. As she adds a nifrat, something separate from the body, it's something which is more spiritual than physical. Malachim don't live with people, they're living in a different realm. Now, the Nisham of a person is in spiritual in the sense that it's more similar to Malachim, but it'll only, it'll only connect to the person if the, the person's alive. And therefore, what's needed to maintain life is there in order to provide, so to speak, the setting or the basis for the Nishama to connect it. And therefore, the Yochel, the Guf Chol, Malchus Van Hoga, Loichol Mok, like I said before, when the Nishama rests in the body, it's not that it's its place. It's there in order to connect to the body in a spiritual sense. And therefore, the Nishama doesn't get anything from the food because the Nishama is Naila, it's, it's spiritual. It doesn't take the physical food. It's just now that the body is operating, the Nisham can work with it. Same thing here. Something spiritual. It's only the, the area with Chal and the person, where the person can connect to the Nisham is only in his mind. 
Again, the Damuwa Nefesh, it's the blood circulation of this person. And it's Eef Shalev Bilti Makam Shei Kashar Kehekshar Halav Rosh Absila. And this is something I want to stop for a minute to explain because it's a very interesting idea. The way that a flame connects to a candle. Let's think about this. There's something very interesting over here. The nature of fire is it burns. Whatever comes into contact with. If you have a tree, and you, you light on fire, it's going to burn. For wherever you let it, the fire is going to spread and consume the tree. But, it's always like that. Whenever a fire burns, it burns whatever it comes into contact with and then it spreads. The exception to this is a candle. The logic should be, if you light a candle, the first thing that should be burnt is the wick. The first thing that should burn? Is the wick. That's what the fire is holding on to. So, the fire should burn the wick straight away. That's not what happens. What happens is, once you light a candle, but at some, what happens is the wick is sucking up oil or wax, whatever it is, and that's what's burning. The wick stays there. The wick stays there. If, uh, the last thing to burn will be the wick when there's nothing, there's nothing fuel to feed the fire. The heat turns the paraffin to gas. Right. But what we see is that normally what you burn first is what was never next to the flame. And over here you see a chiddish. That what, even though the wick is the thing which is next to the flame, the mice of the wick is the last thing to burn. As long as there's still something else to burn, whatever other fuel you have, will get burned first. Why does it work like that? We can give scientific explanations for it, but uh, Chazal points this out, and Chazal says something unbelievable. If you take three words in Hebrew for the, that combination of the fire, the wick, and the oil, or the fuel that is burning, in Hebrew it's the ner, which is the flame, the psila, which is the wick, and the shemen, which is the oil. So the concept of how a candle burns or a light will burn, you need three things. The candle, the wick, the oil. You take the Roshi Tavis of Ner, Psila, Shemen, you get Nefesh. And Chazal said this. He said, Ner Hashem Nishmas Adam. That the, 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 the spiritual part of the person is like the Ner, is like the candle. Because it works the same way. In other words, it lives by being connected to the person, but it doesn't destroy the person. The person becomes, the, the Ruch of a person becomes like the wick, so to speak, which connects the Neshama to the body. And as long as that connection is there, the fire burns and uh, it connects to the body, but it doesn't, it doesn't, so to speak, even though they're two different na- things of two different natures, it doesn't destroy itself. The, that's the Ner Hashem, is the Nishma Sodom. The, 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 the connection the Shaman to the person is like the candle. It needs to be connected to the wick. A fire won't live without that. But at the same time, it doesn't destroy the wick. It just uses the wick as something to hold on to, so to speak, to, to consume the fuel. And so the, the relationship of the spiritual neshama to the physical body is that the person becomes like a psila. It becomes a middle stage, which is the ruach, which connects the neshama to the ruach. And you have that same, you have that same uh, relationship, that the one is holding the other one without getting consumed by it. Right. This, not to be married on this point too much, but this is also where Hashem was showing Moshe with the concept of the bush which burns and doesn't get consumed, which is this, exactly the same you said. Because the nature of fire is to consume something. The idea that a fire can be using something to hold on to it, is, it's oichizan, that's what keeps, that's where it's holding on to, but it's not destroying what it's holding on to, it's a chiddish. We don't have it in the physical world. But that was the, the, the same idea, what Hashem was trying to show Moshe about the snare, was this idea of how Rufus is going to connect to Gashmis. Remember, the, the Maria has snare, was to show Moshe how Nebuah works. That was the first time Moshe got Nebuah. 
And Hashem is calling him to give him the book. So what he saw was, how does the book work? How does, how does the Tvar Hashem, so to speak, which is something spiritual, connect to the person? And the answer is exactly the same you said. That's through the concept of a candle. It can connect because it's oichiz of the person. It's like the fire holds the wick, but the chiddush is that it doesn't destroy the wick. It's, it uses it as an anchor, which can suck up whatever is being used from the wick, but it doesn't destroy it. And the same thing, the, a person needs to live. In order for that, he has to provide himself with physical food and water and whatever it's going to be, air. That's, that's maintaining his life. The neshama is, is holding on to the body, but it needs that, so to speak, not that the neshama gains from it, but it provides the ability for the neshama to hold the body. It's an interesting thing. There were twice in Klai Yisrael where kind of Nevoah left and had to come back again. It had to come back again. The first time was by Moshe Rabbeinu. There were Nevoah before that, but this was a new Hiskalus of Nevoah which was being shown to Moshe. And that's okay. So it came with the symbolism of the, of the fire which, which, which can burn without burning what it's holding on to. The second time we find it is the beginning of the Navi Shmuel. At the end of the period of Shaftim, before the period of the Nevoah started, so the Pasuk says, that the, it was very rare to find a Navi in those times. Eliakon was a Navi, but that was it. They, were, they weren't under the Navi. Shmuel was, that's why Shmuel is compared to Moshe, he brought back Nevoah. He started off the era of the Navi. And how does the Pasuk tell us about the, the first Nevoah of Shmuel? When he's lying in the Hechel at night sleeping, and Hashem calls him and calls him Shmuel, Shmuel. But the def- definition of the word Navi is, the Ner Hashem Teremichbe. The Ner Hashem hadn't gone out yet. There was a Menorah. The Menorah was still alight. But that was the symbol of the Nevoah also. The same idea. The fire, which is something which, like by the Menorah, which can hold on to the wick and doesn't burn itself out. That was the Menorah of the Menorah also. We said this one of the three Gilui Shkinis. The fact that, the, that there's a fire which can hold on to something, it's not burning anything. That was the Menorah of the Menorah. That even though the, was, the fuel would have gotten used up by then, but the, the, the fire continues to burn. So that, that, was the, that was the second giving which Shmuel also got as the Warhan, that he's going to become a Navi, that he's going to have this connection. So that's a much higher level, because they didn't like But the idea is the same. The idea is the same. And that is that uh, the connection of the Shaman to the person also fits into that paradigm of the Nefesh, of the Nerbs to the Shaman. <coughs> right. Okay, now he says. Obviously, it's not that the food is directly feeding the neshama, it's just providing the setting for the neshama to hold on to the body. And then he says, It provides the ability for the neshama to connect to the body. So he says, Like the flame, connects to the top of the wick. And the dimin of the psila, the wick, is the heart. The, you need the, the oil underneath the wick to feed the fire, that's the bloodstream. And what produces the blood is the digestive system. In the terror, that's the, that's the liver. This we need the stomach and the liver to convert food into blood, which is going to feed the heart, which is going to act as the wick to hold the nisham. Sorry? That's exactly what Melech is, right. Chazal said that Melech is an acronym for Moyach Lev Kovit, which is exactly the same thing. And again, the Rizal already puts the two together. The nefesh, which is the shaman, uh, or nerb, the shaman, is the demon of the of the. Yeah, right. Is the demon of the moyach lev kavit. Same thing. For the heart to work, it needs needs oxygen. 
So you need the whole respiratory system, which it goes through point to point, the throat and the lungs and everything which works with the respiratory tract for the heart to work. And same thing, you need the part of the body which, so to speak, can refine the blood and take out the impurities. The extra, the waste products from the food. Those parts of the body which are used to extract that. That's when a person relieves himself. All that together makes up the system of the person. Damis is... I should carry on with what Kuzari is saying. But once he's brought up this point, I want to stop here because I mentioned yesterday the Shittas Rambam. This is a, another factor which, in understanding the Rambam, which again, this actually comes from the Kabbalah. And it's an amazing idea. Part of the system that Shem built into the person, I'm, I'm, I'm quoting the, again the Nefesh Haim, again, in the same place, in the Nikutim at the end of the Sefer, it's a whole paragraph, as you said. And it's an unbelievable point. When the Shem creates a person, he creates him in a way that he needs to take a food from the world. We spoke about that yesterday. He needs to take a food from the world in order so that he shouldn't feel that he's a self-sustained entity, nor that he has to feel he's reliant on something outside of himself. So we understand why Shem creates the whole digestive tract as a way in order for a person to, so to speak, <coughs> whatever he's eating is going to somehow become a part of the system which gives him a life. That we understand. But part of the digestive tract is also the ability, so to speak, to separate the waste product from the food and remove it. Why is that a necessary part of the system? Not only that, we find there were times that people didn't need to let that, so to speak, separation and extraction process in the midbar of the man. It says, It was all good and there was no waste product that needs to be extracted from it. So why did Hashem create the system of a human being in such a way that there's a, a principle of extraction of toiv mirah, of good from bad, the good which the body uses, the bad which the body doesn't need and has to reject? Why does that feel a part of the system? That because this also parallels the spiritual world. This also parallels the spiritual world. He says, since the height of Adam Arishan, this world is Ba'atim, everything is a mixture of Tayvara. In everything there is, there's an element of Tayv and an element of Ra. What does that mean? Sorry? What does that mean? What does it mean that there's an element of no, no, I'm not talking about physical action. I'm talking everything in the world. Every physical thing in the world has a chalik of time and a chalik of ra. Just like a human being has a chalik of ra inside him, which is the etzara, and a chalik of tov. Right? So that plays out in the human being in the sense that he can, he's pulled in two directions. But he says the whole bria was mu'urab with tov Everything. Everything has a chalik tov and chalik ra. And therefore, he says a big part of a virus Hashem. No, he's, he's saying it in his words, but he's saying it before Shara Darizah. He says exactly the same thing. The big part of Avodah Hashem is the extraction of Toiv Mirah. That the Toiv gets used for Toiv and the Ra gets rejected. Um, those of us who have heard the, the terminology, which is often thrown around, this is where it comes from. The idea was called Biru Nitzotis, which people like to talk about. Bam is the term of Darizah, and exactly what it means. It means that, that, that within the mixture of everything in the world, there's a chalik toiv and the chalik ra. And it needs birur, it needs to be bayur, it needs to be separated. There needs to be a concept which separates the toiv and rejects the ra. And Hashem creates that system inside the person also, and that is everything he eats gets separated into what's called toiv and what's called ra, and there's that procedure which separates the two. The toiv keeps him alive, and the ra has to get, so to speak, separated and rejected. Now, 
Yeah. Let's go back to this yesterday. The Rambam Shitza is that the principle of Karbanus was Lafuki from Avaidazara. Was Lafuki from Avaidazara. Part of the Aymik of the Rambam, like we said, it's a big topic, but part of the Aymik of the Rambam is, not, not, is that this is exactly this point. What he means by the Ra, which is coming to be extracted, is it has to be separate. That we use the, and this is the way to use whatever you bring as a carbon to, to separate the Toi Varashabai. So, yes, what's something which had Ra attached to it and therefore could be used in the serve of, as part of Ra, you have to separate the two. And it has to be the Chalika Toi, which goes to Hashem, and the Chalika Ra, which gets rejected. And that was, uh, the Aram explains, the Korbanis. Because depending on the carbon, there was a certain chilek which was used by Hashem, and a certain which was thrown in his bechat dam. That's the chilek hatoyv, if you want, right? And the chilek which gets burnt. That's the chilek. That's the chilek ha'isa. It's a very interesting point, right? The Torah asks us two things to eat for the karis. The one is chilek, and the other one is dam. Right? They were both used for the korbanis, but the dam is the life. Okay, dam or nefesh, like the Torah says four times, that the blood is is the life. Fine. So that's the chalik atoy. That's the life of the carbon, and that's being used on the mizbeach as the chalik atoy to mechaper. That is why when you have learned basics vachim, kapar is tali nadaf. That's when the carbon is dying. The second avoda to burn the chalik. To burn the chalik. That's the that's the second part of it, which is destroying, so to speak, the the chalik of what's also in the animal. That's the, the same idea. I guess it's the burning of so yes, this about oil, why it's different. That's a different concept, but the, 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 that's the basic idea. That also, back on this is the idea of using the toy of Avodas Hashem and destroying the ra. Avodas Part of this is part of the Avodas are used because they, they, they gravitated to the chelik ra and everything, and that's what they used to work with because that was the chelik ra that they had for themselves. So the Avodas Hakabbonos is backwards. They would use the ra dafka as their Avodas. They used them also. They used the dam also. But it wasn't the same way that it was the dam was the Ritzi. We have to talk about how what the, the avoid of the, the dam is the Khalikata, that's the Nefesh. So we have to explain. We have to explain what the, what the avoid of Zara was. But the one thing I want to explain right now, what the Nefesh Achai himself says, is it's, it's unbelievable, it's an eye opener. He says, This was the avoid of Zara called Pa'ar. The avoid of Zara called Pa'ar. You see what the Gemara, what Rashi says about Pa'ar? It's that the idea was to, for a person to do his bodily functions as an avodah What in the world were they doing? What kind of avodah is that? Nefesh is exactly this point. He says, Pa'ar was at being boyer the Ra and focusing on the Ra. They had the same idea with the separation between Tov and Ra. Except it's meant to be therefore we take the Tov and we get rid of the Ra. Pa'ar worked backwards. It was an avodah which separated Tov from Ra so we can focus solely on Ra. And therefore everything of the avodah of Pa'ar was find the chalik Glorify the Ra, we're going to work with first Ra. The avoda that they did was just a symbol of what the avoda Zara was trying to do. It was trying to find the Ra in everything to focus on that. That was the religion. It was a... You want to make it a religion? Right. And the, and, but it, what, this was just an expression of it. That was yes. That was the Kavana. The Kavana was to find the Ra and we're going to be over the Ra. Not the tafka, not the tafka. Sorry? Yes, that's what they wanted. What do you gain from that? Like everybody does that. There's a chalik of in the world. If they want to focus on the ra, that was a way to connect to the kaychas wherever they wanted to get from it. But there was a tafka using the ra. That was a certain kind of a 
Fine. The same idea. So here also he said this idea that just like by a person, there's this concept of besides what feeds a person, it's the, the separation of Tevera, which, which is inside, which is part of the system, how a person operates. That same idea was by the Korbanus also. There was a chalik of what's used for the Mizbech, what is used for the Kapara, and the chalik as a separation in Aram Mordech. So, that's, uh, so we saw two things tonight. The first thing that Kazari explains by Rikos, with his marshal, is the idea that the Korbanus weren't used for Hashem. The Korbanus were used to provide the platform with the ability for the, the world to be, like he says, the Makam Nachon, for to connect to Hashem, or like we said, to be the wick which the fire can rest on. We understood the idea of how the connection of Rukus and Gashmis is that connection of the Nefesh, of the Nefesh to the Shemin. And the second point, that the, the second system which works in the person, the, the system which separates what's food from what's waste products, is bats in the system in the Buriya also. Which is since the time of uh, Adamarishan, when everything is mixed with Tevera, there has to be a separation which extracts Tev from Ra. That's why the Man, which wasn't a physical thing, it didn't have a Chalik Ra. So there was no need for the body to separate anything. It was all Tev. I'm sorry? It was like being Chayid like Machet. Right, and then everything went back to being Tev again. Okay, let's be good. So far, we're still holding in the Sugya. Eventually, next year, we'll go back to it.